Welcome back, friends. You are tuned into the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how's it going, sir? It's going good, man. I'm wishing right now that I lived in, I guess, upstate New York. Okay. Because you just texted me a link to a Lance Mountain crest, an 88 Lance Mountain crest that some dude has on Marketplace in Rochester for 200 bucks. Yeah, somebody's going to get a hell of a deal. That's about 60 miles from where I grew up. Yeah. And uh, I've been to Rochester, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's where I saw the Bones Brigade demos in 88 and 89. Yeah. So I bet that board had to have come from Samurai Skates, who hosted those. I bet it did. Yeah, Yeah. dude. It's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty stickered up, but it's cool era stickers. It's got the uh, the vision stickers that you got like free on like clothing tags. Yeah, you know, those, yeah. Uh-huh. It's got those, I have you know. those so much. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, two hundred bucks for a silver lance crest with uh, I don't know what are these trackers, six tracks or something like that. Cell blocks, dude, the thing's sick. Yeah, they're trackers. Toxic wheels. Toxic wheels. Somebody's gonna get a score, dude. That's probably like a thousand dollar deck all day on the bay yep yep anyway anyway check this out here we are at episode 40 holy shit yeah right yeah 40 that's crazy and today we're gonna dig into the video scenic drive and our guests today are mike santa rosa and jay croft so they'll be joining us here in a little bit but uh i guess I'll toss in, I'll start it off with uh, some hot topics. We will Mm -hmm. be at SkaterCon 9. We've mentioned it in a few episodes, but SkaterCon 9 is happening Saturday, September 30th at the Etney Skate Park in uh, Lake Forest, California. And they finally put out kind of like the final announcement. JFA is playing, McRad's playing. So good. Jughead's Revenge. Jughead's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah, Some other bands. And we're going to have a booth. And so check this out. We've teased it on a couple episodes, but by the time this airs, we will have announced we're having some friends hanging out in the booth for a little while. They will be signing autographs. So joining us in the booth at some point, keep an eye on our Instagram for the exact time. Johnny Rad will be with us. Yeah. Insane. The Rad man. Yep. He's coming out. He we, we got the keys to the CAD. He's got the keys to the Cadillac. He's driving out from Vegas. He's shutting down the blue <laughs> tile lounge for the day and he's driving out and he will be there to shake your hand, take a selfie, get an autograph and say what's up to the Rad man. And also Anita Tessashon will be there. She's coming all the way down from Eugene, Oregon. To say hello to you fine folks at SkaterCon 9. So get I mean, psyched. dude, how cool is that? That's super cool. And we're going to have uh, Anita's kickflip off the nose challenge outside the booth. <laughs> that would be cool. Prizes <laughs> given to kickflips <laughs> off the nose. And last but not least, Chuck Treese, front man for McRad, guitar player for McRad, wrote all those awesome songs that you heard in the Bones Brigade video. So he'll be there too. We're trying to round up one more person. We've asked a lot of people, a lot of people just scheduling and, I'm and gonna distance. Be there, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was hoping to get one more, but you know, you never know who's going to show up. So come on. Yeah. On. Dude, we'll, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah. Psyched. Yeah. Just getting to hang out with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen you in person. And uh, I mean, it's funny. It's probably comes as a surprise to people when they listen to the show. We are not in the same room. We're not in the same room, and we haven't actually seen each other in person since, what, 2009? Wait, 
what was it? 16? 18? 18? 16? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know, dude. It's been years. Yeah. yeah. I still lived in California. Yeah, yeah. I only had one child. Yeah. I might have two. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So Was we that... haven't seen any, whatever the case, we haven't seen each other in a few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to hang out. We're going to like kind of have a little little road trip out to SkaterCon and we're going to uh, we're going to do some fun stuff after SkaterCon too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into so that. We'll get into be, that later. We're going to be yeah. partying. Keep an eye yeah. on the Instagram. Yeah. You'll our stories are going to be going wild for a couple of days, I think. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of you and I not being in the same room, it's funny. It's, well, sometimes we ask guests to come on and they're like, oh, we don't, you know, I can't come to California or, you know, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. drive up from San Diego. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not that. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have cool. a studio. You don't have to come to a like recording studio in Los Angeles. I just assume people just automatically think Zoom, but yeah. some people think, you know, it's like a YouTube show or something. Well, people are used to the nine club. Yeah, yeah, they like, think that kind of thing. And it's like, nah, man, we got like a couple of folding tables and some cheap laptops. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. But speaking of the nine club, we need to give a shout out to Clyde Singleton. He was recently on the nine club and he gave us a little mention on there talking about podcasting. And uh, he's also on the Hawk versus Wolf. And he was also on another one. I'm going to play this clip. He was on a podcast called Hello APGD Podcast. I'm not sure what really that one's all about, but he mentioned us. Here's a funny little clip from Clyde. Um, there's some other guys, these guys that do uh, this Bones Brigade one. They're really awesome. They, what they do, they kind of dissect the old Bones Brigade's videos and they find all these Easter eggs, but then they get all these dudes who like worked on them and because those things are made like movies. Yeah. And, like Stacey Peralta was there. So they get all these dudes like, like, oh, we have the gaffer. And I'm like, where did you find this dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have like some weird piece of paper and they're like, oh, you remember this thing from like Police Academy? And I'm like, dude. So that kind of stuff, you know, um, I, I feel like that's really awesome, but interview wise and content wise you know um i'm very proud of what i've stacked up so far yeah we get the gaffers we got to get the gaffers on <laughs> uh, i started so listening cool. to clyde's uh nine club just today okay yeah, yeah. I, I burned through it while i was working the other day and uh, yeah good stories great storyteller great Dude, so many yeah. stories yeah. yeah yeah super good yeah well thanks clyde yeah, thank you, Clyde. As always, man. Yeah, guys, and uh, we still want to have you on. I know we've all been trying to figure out when to make that happen, and we'll get to it eventually. So definitely, we'll have you on. And I got a couple more things. These are a couple events that have uh, popped up over the last few days. I oh yeah, of course I'd, we got to talk yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. I will read this first one is from Juice Magazine, and they're advertising it as. Juice Party with VCJ and Metallica's Robert Trujillo. And uh, maybe I'll read some of the specs here. Juice Party. It's going down Wednesday, August 30th from 6 to 10 p.m. at the Waterfront in Venice with an all-star lineup and a clash of skateboarding, art, and music culture with two of the most revered masters of their trade, artist extraordinaire VCJ and musical giant Metallica's Robert Trujillo. This end of summer party will feature a special screening of the Bones Brigade movie Band This, which is a skateboard film by Stacey Peralta and C.R. Stesic III. Mm -hmm. we, know, we know Band This. That it is, yes. Yep. 
And it goes on and on. Let's see. So you'll be able to come to this event and meet VCJ in person. Uh, you know, as you know, he's done like all the classic Powell graphics. You can meet Robert Trujillo. He's fresh off a of Metallica tour. And let's see what else is going. What else they got mentioned here? There's silent auction for skateboards, photography, and art giveaways. Uh, you can RSVP this event to guarantee your entry to Juice Magazine USA at gmail.com. So that looks pretty cool. Hell yeah. Who wouldn't want to go meet VCJ and get a photo with VCJ or get an autograph and watch band this? I do it. So that is Wednesday, August 30th. So that's coming up here. Coming right up. Yeah, that's yeah. like next week already. So I think that's the day this episode comes out. When's this one come out? I don't know. Wait, is this coming out next weekend? No, the weekend after that. So it'll be uh, the 3rd of September. Okay. Yeah, so you're hearing this, and this this event we just announced has <laughs> already happened. It's already come and gone. It's come and gone, but we Hope we you liked just, it. Yeah, hope, hope it was fun. good. If you, had, if you got a picture <laughs> with BCJ, send it in. You know, I, I bought I the new... I should have looked at the calendar before I... Yeah, it's all right. It, I guess, yeah. I actually just bought the new copy of uh, Juice because I was fl- flipping through it. And I saw that VC. Well, I'd buy it anyway because it's like it's always. I mean, I try to buy anything like that has like tons of cool old school interviews in it anyway. But like, there's a VCJ interview in there. It's mm-hmm. got tons of like artwork and stuff like that. I love that magazine. It's cool. It's kind of. Yeah. I have. It's for me. Like I have to like. It's it's kind of hard for me to read because my eyes are so bad and the t- <laughs> there's the types always so real much small. type yeah. in there and it's super yeah. small. And the interviews but, are like. 20 pages super long, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but it's a great magazine man i love that i love that thing and the last thing i wanted to bring up and i'm sure most of you have heard about this already and this is the bones brigade experience and if you don't know what this is so this is the chance to meet and hang out with the bones brigade i'll go let me read the website we can kind of go and comment The Bones Brigade Experience. Choose from two events, Saturday, November 18th, and or Sunday, November 19th. And it's a live event at the Vans Skate Park at the Block in Orange, California. Meet the original Bones Brigade, Stacey Peralta, Tony Hawk, Mike McGill, Rodney Mullen, Steve Caballero, Lance Mountain, Tommy Guerrero, and George Powell. Grab time, autographs, and selfies with each individual member of this legendary team. Pick which nostalgia day you want or join us for both. And then they have a little story about how the event came up. And it kind of sounds like it was born out of, we even talked about this on the show. They did the autograph signing at McGill's Mm -hmm. skate shop. And it looked like it was just gangbusters. And they kind of had to turn people away. Then it's just like so many people showed up. And I guess they said, hey, if we're that popular, I guess we can... You know, do something with it. Do yeah. something cool. And they've done things like this before. I think around yeah. when the documentary was coming out, they yeah. did these kind of like VIP experiences to watch. You could watch. Yeah. Them. They and did that thing when they rebuilt the chin the ramp. The chin ramp. You could yeah. like, yeah. So let's see. So the VIP event, man, should I, talking about small text, I need glasses. The first of the two days is a VIP event. And it's a pretty pricey ticket. It's two thousand, two thousand bucks. And this is kind of a breakdown of what you get. You get a deck. Did you see the deck? It has. It's I like saw a, the deck. A classic yeah. Powell pig shape, and it's got like, 
Yeah. Each of the six guys graphics are like, mm-hmm. it looked like their sticker art kind of basically. Yeah. 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 And it's like laid out perfectly. Cause that's meant to like, just get the autograph under each guy, you mm-hmm. know, you can kind of tell it's like laid out for this autograph situation. Uh, let's see. I think you get like, they're a- only selling 80 tickets to this. So 80, okay. 80 people. So you get your own low numbered limited edition Powell Peralta signed and numbered team deck. And that's only available at this Bones Brigade experience. It starts at 2 p.m. Watch a very rare original Bones Brigade private skate session at the Vans. That would be awesome. I've been that to some be cool. of those pro tech yeah. pool parties. Yeah. And uh, those guys can still go off. It's pretty crazy. So then after the session, it moves to a secret location. They don't give it. I guess they don't want party crashers. So you get, and that's advertised from 5 p.m. to late at night. VIP treatment with an evening with the Bones Brigade at a secret location. You can get lots of personal time with each member of the Bones Brigade, including dining with them at a fully catered dinner and drinks. They're going to do a Q&A to share tour stories. And you can ask questions, and that's going to be hosted by Stacy Peralta. You get a unique 8 by 10 professional photo with you and holding your deck and the entire team together. So you get, you get nice. the ultimate selfie uh you get uh some exclusive merch you get a long sleeve shirt a t-shirt a hat and more uh special guest music and bones brigade friends any speculation because the next day they have johnny rad advertised in mm-hmm. it maybe he's gigging the I day before know. too yeah i just that's don't interesting know. just a special guest maybe i'll uh send jonathan radical a text message and see if he's gigging <laughs> both days um, and wonder who's Bones Brigade friends. You just get like, like maybe Craig Stessick's there, or you know, Sean. Well, Mortimer you know, I mean, there's like a lot. Tony Hawk, or yeah, whatever, you know, you know yeah. there's it could be a, other Powell like uh, pros people. probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually us. It's me and you. <laughs> I forgot. To, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Okay, yeah. you booked us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then this is a qualified tax deductible donation. Uh, it's a truly unique nostalgic afternoon and evening not one to be missed and then the next day is a 200 ticket selling 300 tickets to this one another session at the vans park q a with the team individual bones brigade signings and selfie sessions including stacy and george powell special appearance by johnny rad and the eggplants recreating and playing their animal chin set so two songs (laughs) I would imagine they're going to do more uh, live music by cabs band urethane and exclusive merch will be on sale at this event. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like I would want to go to this if I had more time to plan. So let's see here for me. The time wouldn't necessarily be the issue. I mean, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I just can no, no way could I paid two thousand dollars to go to that as much yeah. as i would love to yeah now, the, the second day i could i could swing that but uh yeah i want that deck though let's see one of these i'm trying to look when these tickets go on sale so the event tickets go on sale at 6 p.m pacific standard time on september 19th on the website bbexp.org and they're selling those decks too at that same time if you, i guess they're making more than just for the event Oh, it is a tax. Uh, your VIP package includes a valid certificate that allows you to make it a tax 
deductible contribution because the money is going to a nonprofit. Where does it say about that? Proceeds from the Bones Brigade experience and exclusive merch are controlled by our nonprofit and organization proudly created for the Bones Brigade to various skateboarding community organizations and qualified individuals in need. So there you go. And friend of the show, Dr. John, the skateboarding dentist you see on uh, yeah. Instagram all the time. He messaged me a night or two ago and he's like, are you guys going? I'm going. He was all amped. So I don't know. I think we need to be there. Bones Brigade, hook us up. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys need like we'll do a sh- we'll do a show at the we'll do like a live show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll walk around with some yeah. mics because and... you want you want people. You know, it sounds right. like they want to almost do it like an annual thing. I mean, clearly we're the missing piece of this puzzle, man. Exactly. Yeah, I think we need to be there. We need to make some calls or something. But <laughs> if you want, if this is up your alley, I think it looks pretty cool. Go to bonesbrigadeexperience.com and it has all the information there. And tickets coming up for sale on September 19th. So there you go. That's yeah. that's pretty wild. I that was waking up to that was pretty wild the other day. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There's the Bones Brigade experience. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it it definitely like if you're a Paul nut, that that's the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you think that'll sell out? You think there's eighty people? Yeah. I see. I don't know the you know the extent of. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I yeah. think I think the, it, it might. It's a, you know, I think that's a little pricey, but people a little are pricey. Gonna throw I think down. the second day would probably will almost certainly. Um, but uh, I don't know, two, you know, two grand that might be a little more than a lot of people can stomach at this point in time. But you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. I'm excited to see how it all unfolds and plays i'm yeah. sure you'll see it all over social media and stuff yeah i'm sure yeah well let's talk about uh who we got coming on here in a minute all right so in a moment mike santa rosa and jay croft will be here and uh mike is skater pro skater who rode for powell skateboards he's in this video with us so i'm sure he's got lots of cool stories to tell and he's got a great interesting history with the company because his father used to work there so right. him as a little kid got to go to a lot of kind of like events and, uh, you know, he's, he's probably running around the wood shop. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. Going to the animal chin premiere and stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. he's got some great stories. So Mike is someone we've kind of been communicating with since the start of the show, which is, is cool. So I'm excited yeah. to uh, talk to him here in a minute. And then Jay Croft, he's an artist that um, I've kind of known for a few years. So it's exciting to have him on street canoe. Street Canoe, yeah, Street yeah. Canoe, a great zine from just a few years ago. I don't know if he's still doing it. And uh, he's also in the latest Thrasher uh, on the uh, Canvas article showing some of his uh, artwork. And he's got a cool skate photo in there. So nice. Yeah, it's going to be great. I guess right. I guess we should just have him on. So Let's ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike Santa Rosa and Jay Croft. All right, here we are with Mike and Jay. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's great to have you here to talk about Scenic Drive today. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. So I usually give a rundown some of the credits to uh, set the tone here. So today we're talking about Scenic Drive. It was released on VHS in 1995, has a running time of 38 minutes, produced and directed by John W. Oliver, executive producer George Powell, 
Chief Editor, John W. Oliver. Art Directors, John W. Oliver, Jim Knight, and George Powell. Assistant Editors are Steve Caballero, Jamie Fortune, Gershon Mosley, Mike Santa Rosa, Mike Vallely. Graphic Design, Jim Knight. And the video cover illustration was done by Jerry Mahoney. So those are some of the major credits to the video. So Mike, I wanted to start with you. You came over to Powell from Prime. Is that who you were writing for before that is Powell? Who I was writing for, yep. Okay. So when you came on to Powell, was this video already in production when you came on, or was that something that happened a little later? Honestly, I don't recall. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of different times back then. I mm -hmm. think, uh, I mean, back in the early Powell days, they had like, you know, Stacy would have certain days that we were out filming and it was a full production filming. And then 90s was always just like, you're going out getting footage with your friends and then we're putting a video together. So like Johnny did a lot of the video, the tour segment, he filmed the entire thing. Um, but when I like the footage of me in Santa Barbara was basically my buddy, Eric Hatch, who was the shorties videographer at the time, we would just go out skate and we got something that day we got something cool and yeah i mean when i first got on pal it was me and jamal williams were the two new ads to the team mm -hmm. and probably a few months into it it just didn't seem like the right fit for jamal so he moved on I forget where he went after that but uh you know what actually i think when i did get on it was shortly after the release of suburban diners so they were kind of still riding Okay. A wave of suburban diners. And I'm not sure exactly when this came out in 95. And I think, yeah, some, it was kind of like the new team started to come together. So it was time we had Jason Ellis join the team and all that. And mm -hmm. we were doing like some contests and stuff like that traveling. So we were kind of accumulating some footage and then it was like, okay, it's time to work on our next video type thing. Do you know who came up with the name Scenic Drive for it or giving those parts, you know, kind of like the uh, landmark type names. I will say uh, to add to that last question, um, I think it was because I got on, it was probably March of that year. And then we did the summer tour okay. coming out of the summer tour. It was kind of like, okay, let's, we, we had this videographer with us the whole time. So like the idea was that we we're going to be producing that video kind of coming out of that. And then as far as the name, I don't really recall where that came from, but yeah, it was like, once they had the name, it was like, let's kind of make like Death Valley. What is it? What was his? Death, Death Valley. Valley. Yeah. It was Death Valley. And then like Santa Rosa Ranch and Mount yeah. Caballero. And Mount Caballero, of course. And just uh, out having a drive, checking out the scenery. Right. Yeah. Well, Mike lived here in Santa Barbara at the time. And it's such a scenic, beautiful place here, you know, by the beach and all that, that I think maybe it was kind of accumulation of him and the guys at Powell kind of came up with it. Because was, was Mike at that time trying to like lead the direction? I mean, he was kind of the one in charge of the team, right? At he was point. the team manager at that time, solely yeah. team manager and running kind of that stuff. So he was up here in Santa Barbara working in the office when not out skating, so... Right. I always kind of thought he had an influence on that, on a I, lot of that at the beginning, for sure. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the office quite a bit. And then, uh, yeah. And that kind of helped me, like, because I was living down, when I first got on, I was living down in Costa Mesa still, which was closer to Mark Oblo and the Prime team and stuff. And then with him being up here and my family still being up here and 
just my roots here in town. I was like, oh, move back. And then we just skated all the time together. So. So did Mike bring you kind of into the team? Um, I actually called him because I got kicked off prime by my team manager, Mark Alblow. He had to call and kick me off. And I was in Hawaii at the time and he called me in Hawaii, kicked me off. I was there for like two weeks. And then he called me like a week later while I was still in Hawaii. And he's like, so have you found a sponsor yet? I'm like, no, I thought I'd just wait till I got back from Hawaii and figure something out. And then, uh, he, uh, you should give Mike a call at Pal. Like they're doing some good things up there. And I know you had a lot of respect for them. And, you know, like you have such roots there. You should just give them a call and see yeah. what's up. And I called Mike and he's like, yeah, you're interested. Because <laughs> like, I think at the time, you know, the Pal vibe of cool wasn't quite yeah, what it was. for sure. Um, and they were just in that rebuilding phase. And I was like, yeah, let's check it out. And he, so he was pumped. He's like, let's do this. And so I got back from Hawaii and pretty much as soon as I got back from Hawaii, they came down to meet me in uh, Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa area. We got in the van and we drove up to Cab's house and we had like a small little mini tour that went up and stayed at Cab's house and skate. we did some video stuff. A couple of ads were shot that week. Nice. So Jay, we talked about having you on the show for a while now and you wanted to come on the scenic drive episode so what made you choose scenic drive you this video must have a special place for you it does and i i've been trying to think about it but it 1995 was such an awesome year for skateboarding in general i feel like and you know that we were in our early i was in my early 20s at that point but there was that just that sense of freedom like when did i graduate i graduated high school in 1992 so what am i 21 and it just, I don't know, something about that video really was special to me. And where I grew up in Ohio, I always liked pushing around and like being out downtown. And I really liked Mike V's part because the whole thing is him pushing. And to me, right, you guys, like, that's what it was. It was right. just, I was like, wait, this is skateboarding to me. This is what it is. Like, I mean, he's running into like garbage cans and like knocking over <laughs> boxes and stuff like that. And so to me, as much as skateboarding is about doing tricks and we all, we all love that, but like the best part about it is just going out and like basically what's ever in front of you, like mm -hmm. attacking it. And that's what this video, for some reason, I don't know, this video, it just, it kind of vibed with me that way. And I, like I've told you, I'm, I've always been a Paul Peralta fan and this video along with Suburban Diners, to me, it was always really cool. And it kind of brought everything back into the fold for me. And that it just, I was like, this is so amazing. And it just, it just had that good vibe. Like, I mean, it had jazz in it, it had Steely Dan in it, it had Bruce Springsteen in it. It had like, yeah, you dude, know, killer soundtrack. Definitely. Yeah. Like yeah. a great soundtrack. Yeah. Back when we could pick our own songs and get oh. away with it. Yeah. yeah. Just bootlegging music. Right. Did you pick Steely Dan, Mike? Was that you? I did. Yes. Yeah. And it went so well, but again, just the way the whole video was put together, it's, it's, it's a 30 minute video. It's short. It's sweet. It makes you want to go skateboarding. And that's what I liked about it. So Matt, how about you? Any uh, thoughts on open general thoughts on scenic drive? Yeah. I remember when it came out, I was, uh, it came out in 95. That was the year I graduated high school. And I had toward the end of high school, I had kind of, I don't know, fallen out with skating a little bit like i hadn't been doing it as much 
And I remember going to this shop called Altered Skates. Altered Skates. And and uh, and I I was like, man, I'm gonna buy a new board because I didn't have the the only the board I had was like a pair of Wellander or something like that. You know, I was like, I need to get a new board. So I bought like some black label, and the dude behind the counter gave me a copy of Scenic Drive. Nice. Oh wow! And wow. um, so I, I was like, oh, that's awesome, man, because you know. I didn't have it. The, the, the most recent video I had was probably like from a few years before. Mm. And I remember going home and watching it, just going like, dude, that fucking Mike Valley part, like where he like Ollie's that dumpster and stuff. I was just like, what? Mm. Like that's just, you know, musically it was great. It was like tons of good stuff, tons of stuff I was listening to at the time or had listened to. Like he said, the soundtrack was so good. I was so into like propaganda and stuff like that at that time. And mm. of course, you know, you hear like metal militia or whatever. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I loved that video. It was good. And it reminded me that, or it was a nice illustration of kind of uh, Powell pulling itself back up out of the right. muck a little right. bit. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we all know that there was a few videos that came before that that didn't quite maybe stand the test of time, but I feel like Scenic Drive definitely does and continues to. That's awesome. I had a quick memory. So a lot of the, when I started skating in the 80s, by like 91, 92, the skate shops that were around had gone out of business. And then in 95, as skateboarding was kind of coming out of the, the dark ages or whatever you'd call the early 90s, a new shop had opened and it was the first shop that had like a TV and VCR. Oh, nice. Almost become synonymous with the skate shop uh, decor. But the, the shops in the 80s never had that because I guess that was probably too expensive at the time. But so when this new shop opened, Scenic Drive was on the TV. All, every time I went in there, they were just playing Scenic Drive over and over. So that's like one, one memory I have. And also, I was watching it this morning. And Mike and I were talking about this a minute ago. Every cut I noticed, once I noticed it, I couldn't unsee it. Every edit was a cross dissolve. There's no straight edits in this video. It either fades up from black, fades out to black, or any cut is like a cross dissolve thought that was i wish you hadn't told pretty, me that because I, <laughs> like i was like i didn't wow, even this... notice it until you said it i was like oh yeah i guess you're right yeah i was just like it was almost towards the end like i was like wow gershon he's really going wild with these cross dissolves and then i was like it just kept going i was like wait is this whole movie cross dissolves and i started it over every single cut i was like that's an interesting uh we'll have to ask johnny about that one of these days but um, I figured we can uh, pop in the tape and we kind of go scene by scene on this thing. So starts out with a slow-mo, like opening montage of kind of the main players in the video. And the song is Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny. And for whenever I hear this song, I think of the movie La Bamba. Right. Does anyone remember that movie? Yeah. 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 So that instantly makes me think almost of that. every weekend in junior high, I would spend the night over at my buddy's house and his mom would go out with her sister and leave a blank check written out to Domino's pizza. And <laughs> we would order pizza, skate down to the video store and the parking lot. We would skate the parking lot for hours, go to the video store and rent like Savannah Slamma. And they had like for me, I grew up a pal kid. Like my dad worked there. I had all the pal videos. I didn't really know other skate companies were doing videos. Uh -huh. And this video store had like all the like uh, Santa Cruz videos. So I started watching those, but we would watch that. And uh, what's the Sex Pistols movie? 
forget um, um swindle um uh, yeah what's it called rock and roll Great. swindle rock and roll swindle yeah yeah we would watch that and la bomba pretty much the weekend <laughs> on rotation so yeah every time i hear it it takes me back to that period of time in junior high school yeah. You know what's funny though, Mike? I feel the same way. There's skate videos that remind me of certain movies, and it's all in my head at the same time. I agree right. with that. Like, yeah, that's so I I equate skate videos with times in my life. Right. Like, oh, for sure. Like, and that's for sure. Like, yeah, going to like like you said, skating in the parking lot and then going getting movies and eating pizza. Like it's all the same. It's the same for you in California as it was for me in Ohio, as it was for you guys right. too, you know, like, awesome. yeah, I, I used to rent. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause I used to rent, there was a blockbuster and we, and they had a little section of skate videos and a little section of music videos. And I would always rent Iron Maiden. <laughs> oh God. What was it? Uh, the seventh son tour video, whatever mm. that was called made in England. I would rent made in England and some combination of like public domain and whatever was there. Right. And it was always, you know, cause I was like, this is what I like. I mean, whatever I could rent. I could go another direction, but why, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's no logos or credits at the beginning. You just go right in, right into the montage is pretty interesting. So you get one trick each from Mike V, Mike Santa Rosa, Danny Wainwright, Steve Caballero, Jason Ellis, and Gershon Mosley. The Mike V Ollie is insane. Gershon switch crook is great, which I noticed doesn't repeat in his part later. Um, I think everyone else's trick does, which I thought was oh, interesting because wow. that came up. And I think the play episode, somebody, the Bob was just like, are you allowed to reshow your trick? That's if it's in the beginning, can you have it in your part? And it was like some, some of these weird like skate video rules you're not allowed to do, I guess. Probably. <laughs> but, uh, and then we get uh, the scenic drive sign as the title card. And it, it makes me think I'm driving on the one one in Santa Barbara. Mm. Right. at the exit yeah you almost so. have to wonder if that was the impetus for the title of the video probably just like they had that like who was it uh jamie was telling us that the inspiration for the suburban diners was just like them walking into a diner and somebody said suburban diners and it just stuck yeah they're like right. let's take some photos here and then they turn that yeah. into the theme of the movie or whatever yeah they're going through it and they're like scenic drive mm-hmm. right I yeah know. i mean there's there's signs all over santa barbara that uh, there, I think there's one in the video. I think maybe yeah. in Wainwright's part that says there's a uh, city college, I think, because he had a lot of footage at city college. I think that's what the, I don't know, but the scenic drive sign, those are all over Santa Barbara. So oh, are they? Mike moving here from Long Beach at the time, I think probably it was just planted in his head. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move to Death Valley, and this is Mike V's part opening up the video with uh, Johnny 99 from Bruce Springsteen's live box set. And this really sets, I don't know, this song, I'm I'm kind of a Springsteen fan, so this really kind of sets the mood here. Do you guys think that all those images of Jersey, who took those pictures? Did Mike take those? I think so. I looked at the credits, and there's something along the lines of like New Jersey photography or super eight credited mm-hmm. to Mike V for that. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing, the, the Boulevard of the Eagles sign that's shown in there. That's the, the name of his, uh, the road that his high school was on. Oh, nice. Oh, super cool. Took many trips to Edison, New Jersey. So what's funny to me about that whole part was the fact that like, I hung out with him like 
quite a bit. We would go skate. Sometimes we didn't, we would go out. Uh, Stacy Lowry moved to Santa Barbara around that same time. The three of us would go out and skate. Sometimes with Johnny, sometimes nobody it would just, we would go skate because that's what we did. We were still young. <laughs> we could still yeah. go skate. Just go skate. <laughs> and uh, you, we all know how talented Mike is as a skateboarder. And like I've saw firsthand, he did things that like, I think there's got to be footage somewhere from this time. Johnny might still have it that like we filmed stuff that wasn't in that. Like he could have had a full on video part, mm-hmm. but like he went on a secret mission, like down to LA and filmed like that whole part, like in a day, but mm. like he had it all kind of planned out, but it was like, for me, like hanging out and skating with him all the time. And then like going into the editing room, like, wait, like, this is your part. Okay. Like, this is awesome. You know, like it came together in such a way that like, he had a vision and a plan mm-hmm. for what he was doing for his video part and it came together beautifully, but it was like interesting to me that it was like, dude, I've seen you like do some stuff like that probably could have been in the video part, but I guess well, not, you know, like it, it wouldn't have worked in that video part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it made sense not to put that kind of like trick wise in there or yeah. whatever. Was he was going for the vibe more than just a right. trick. He was trick showing hammer. skateboarding a different light when, when at that time in 95, it was, kind of going in this direction that you know set the precedent of what today's skateboarding is i would say yeah it kind yeah. of reminds me of like earlier Powell we did like the transportation aspect of it like i think right. maybe like tommy guerrero and future primitive or the rubber boys in public you know they're out Shit. skating mike, mike v of, in public domain yeah right. that's true too yeah yeah it was kind of reminiscent of his original part in the yeah. yeah super cool yeah because he has some technical stuff in there too i mean for the yeah. day i mean and you're just like it fits and it's seamless with all just the cruising down the street stuff too. Right. Yeah. I hadn't watched this in a while. And when I kind of think of that part, I kind of just think of like the cruising down the street aspect of it, but there is like lots of good stuff cut in into that too, which yeah. is super great. Yeah. Does that one kickflip manual that's up and it's that's just an, a kickflip manual. That was like mm-hmm. kind of older footage. I think that was filmed. I want to say just kind of bringing back the memory. I think that it was filmed in Jersey Mm-hmm. It wasn't anywhere, and I want to say it was already, it didn't make it into suburban diners for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I think he had held on to that footage or something. Okay. I could be wrong. I just feel like there was something about that particular clip because I was like, dang, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> the hefty kickflip manual, dude. Like, you know, because. Yeah. Well, I could, I after watching it again, too, and I don't think I thought this then, and you guys might totally disagree with me, but I think he has one of the best kickflips, too. Right. He oh, really for does. sure, dude. I mean, he has Definitely. one of the best kickflips out of anybody. I agree. Like, like, watch them in that. You're like, whoa, like that. And people don't think of him doing that kind of stuff. Right. But seriously, that might be one of the best kickflips. Yeah. Yeah, super good. He also, he's got a, uh, he's like on a stage, maybe like half cab grabs over a picnic table. It was just like super yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, he 180s up first. And then mm-hmm. he, it's fate. Yeah. And it's, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the picnic table, man. Did any of you tuck your shirt in after him, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, I'm pretty sure I did. Like, I don't think I so, did. Was it Christian Svitak that told us that when he was after he saw that part, he used to try to skate like, like Mike, like Mike V did in Public Domain, where he kind of does that, like, kind of the the, the wrist limp thing. wrist thing, where he yeah. he said like that he would. And he would hold his leg when he was pushed and stuff like that. He like was so inspired by Mike's just 
push style that he just mm. would do that. Was was that Christian? It was somebody yeah, that was on the so, show. Yeah. And I remember people would uh, like, I want to be like Cab, and they'd skate with their their with neck kind of kinked, but they didn't understand why his neck was like that or whatever. I do well, remember uh, people uh, doing the two different colored Airwalk 540s, like the aqua and the red one, because yeah, Mike yeah. wore them like that. Jolly Mambo. Yeah, there you go. Well, he was wearing the Airwalk gym shoes in that, though, too, which is super good. <laughs> oh, yeah, in this part. Like the yeah. all black ones. Like, yeah. Fantastic. All right, so after Mike, we've got another Mike, Mike Santa Rosa. Yeah. He's skating to do it again by Donald Fagan. Yeah. Or is it Steely Dan. Dan? Yeah. I thought that was Steely Dan. Yeah. yeah. Written by Donald. Written yeah. by Donald. So Mike, any good memories of filming this part or collecting all this footage up? Yeah, I like I said earlier, it's like I don't even really remember like any like, hey, let's we gotta go film for your part kind of stuff. It was always just like we were going out skating. I mean, there was a little bit like, I mean, we knew we were filming for a video, but it wasn't like, I feel like it just now it's like you set aside time just for filming a video part and we were just kind of accumulating footage. So, um, mm -hmm. was this of an know. era where if you're skateboarding, somebody's filming it or is it not quite to that level I yet? Mean, for the most part, yeah, there was some like my buddy Eric always had his camera with them. Um, and then we'd go out with Johnny sometimes like. But I it just the era itself was. I mean, I had my flowing hair, uh -huh. was gray. <laughs> but uh, Etnies was hooking up a bunch of shoes a month so I could wear them with no socks, and it was like full summer Santa Barbara vibe. The mm -hmm. weather was always great here, so just that era itself, like, and like being here in town. Mike was here, Stacy was here. We would just go skate a lot together. Yeah, there's like different ramps were around town and i don't know yeah lots of lots of cool park footage in yeah. your uh, part yeah some of it was like we were we would be on the road a lot um there's that one metal all those metal ramps yeah in, like, yeah Seattle or something like that oh is that where that was oregon or seattle it was on our way up okay. to the vancouver contest i think okay. yeah that's that one the seattle yeah. needles in the background yeah yeah there's a park, oh there's yeah a park there now actually oh nice yeah and there's that big outdoor concrete where you do that you do like a giant mute like grab it's like a giant outdoor like it almost looks like a, a like ditch a snake run santa kind of rosa? thing you yeah. got the slow-mo stalefish grab in there yeah. oh that's santa rosa yeah, that's the santa rosa. Oh, yeah. is that where okay. that is all right yeah i've never been there that, that was looks so sick film like from so down below that yeah like, yeah can't awesome. really see any of the exterior around it um, yeah, it almost looks like the that super ditch or whatever that place that was in the eighties, but I don't think yeah, couldn't tell. I like yeah, your your line at the Huntington Beach Park too. I always love yeah. skating that park, so that was yeah. cool to see that. And you've got this insane flip trick run on the pothole mini ramp, every which way, switch, backside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was you know three months on that mini ramp, mm -hmm. pretty and much every day. <laughs> you kind of. Does that, ramp, does that ramp still exist? Um, sort of. So it sat rotting at the in the back of Pal for many, many years. Really? And uh, I think they like donated it to a church up in Buellton, about 45 minutes north of here. I, I'm assuming it's still skatable, but they like, you know, you can see on the ramp, it has that like seam across. Yeah. About a foot or a foot and a half below coping. Mm-hmm. They basically cut that section off the ramp. That was 
part of the fold up of the ramp was that seam. So they cut that section off and made it basically like a four foot mini ramp and put it on the ground, took it okay. off together. So the trannies were used for another mini ramp up about 45 minutes north. That um, was all metal, right? That was all, no, all that it was like a weird fiberglass concoction. Oh, really? I always thought the skeleton of that thing was was metal, like the trainees were all cut metal, and then it was. I think the side edge of them, and maybe there's some metal parts to it. But I oh, think okay. it's all uh, no, because the parts like that were rotting out were like wood. I think the underside and man, uh, it was wow. like the surface was like a weird like epoxy cement concoction. Hmm. I think because it, I think Mike in the '80s when he wrote on it had some like scab had some sort of like infection from skating on it that like, oh wow hmm. pretty sure so it might still exist somewhere just at some church and... i think so interesting we gotta go find it gotta be a pilgrimage made there yeah. <laughs> light some incense or something right that's crazy so it just sat kind of derelict for years just in the back of powell yeah it was just Man. folded up they didn't use it really ever piece of history right there right it was i mean you went through, I mean, we were skating it a good 10 years after its first inauguration or whatever, you know, when they first started using it in the 80s. So wait, it was only one iteration of it. That's it. There was, it was the same ramp for all that at the same time. So when I got on PAL, it was the same ramp and it, I want to say, the 80s. yeah, it, it had to have been sitting, I don't know, because what, 89 probably was the last time they took it out on tour. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say it every now and then they would pull it out for a demo or something like that but it stopped traveling for quite some time and then i don't really know suburban diners era if the team traveled much but as soon as like i got on and that was like there was kind of this push to like get the guys out on tour again and i think probably mike had the idea because it was like he was working in the office all the time that it was like hey let's try to take that thing out again and because it, it it took a lot to get it out on the road, like mm -hmm. Ramp Master Pete, and he usually had a guy with him, and I mean that was cost a lot of money to get that thing on the road for I'm sure. how long we traveled and all that. So yeah, I saw it. I think I went to Powell in 2010 or 11, and it was still just sitting in the parking lot, folded up. I right. got I had to take a picture with it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, we did the '97 tour. And that video came out. I wasn't necessarily in it, but I was on the tour. And then uh, I don't think it got used after that 97 tour. Yeah, maybe a couple demos here and there, but. Man, crazy, dude. And that was the one that they brought out for Skate TV, right, Larry? Was that... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. Mm -hmm. Man, history. Mike, man. I had one question about a spot. I think it's in Santa Barbara. It's like a round stage. Yep. You had a few tricks on that. I'd just seen it in tons of videos and I just always was curious half, where that was. Half cab Smith, the 180. It's just a school in Santa Barbara somewhere. Yeah. Uh, La Colina Junior High. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's funny. Uh, the church that I go to now is at Galita Valley Junior High, where Frankie's banned this part in the parking lot where he's um, doing all the tri flat ground tricks in the parking lot. That is Galita Valley Junior High. And there's the stairs in the front. Um, Lacalina is the one that's in the video that I'm doing the tricks on. There are two schools in town that are kind of over by the mountain side, mountain range. Uh, it's called Foothill Road. 
Lacalina faces the mountain, Calita Valley faces the ocean, but they're exact same footprint. So there's two different stages, palm stages. It's mm -hmm. called palm stage because there's a palm tree in there. Yeah. But the one in Galita Valley doesn't have a, um, it has a different tree, but <clears> it's kind of funny because people get like, wait, isn't that, um, you know, Calita Valley? No, it's actually Lacalina. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been in many different videos, many different years. My video that came out uh, sleepy with my board, <laughs> The yeah. tricks yeah. that I do on my car. Yeah. That's at La Colina as well. There's that bank in the back. Mm -hmm. of the school. I was just going to say okay. there's banks at La Colina school too, right? Yeah. Right. Like, like blacktop banks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So like Frankie's had a bunch of tricks there and different videos and yeah. You know, La Colina's part of San Barbara skate history. Prior, it was even before uh, San Marcos became such a, Mecca of skateboarding. Mecca's uh, San Marcos is the one with the handrails. The handrails, yeah, yeah. And then your ender is a horseshoe throw, so it's like you're <laughs> hanging out on the ranch, tossing horseshoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the time, I had just moved back to Santa Barbara, and I was like living at my parents' house, and they were renting a house out in Winchester Canyon, and it was an acre of property, and. Uh, there was a horseshoe pit in the back of the, like there was a horse stable and a little area for a horse and this horseshoe pit in this house that they were renting at the time. And uh, yeah, I guess Santa Rosa, like be like there's Dos Pobos Ranch, which is where the Dos Pobos Orchid Ranch is, the skate park. If you've seen my Instagram, I'm mm -hmm. posting, I do skate lessons out there. Uh, Mike Taylor, who works at Powell, who's been at Powell for 30 plus years. He's a sales guy. Um, he lives out there and he built all the ramps and all that sort of stuff out at Orchid. So my sign is actually out at Dos Pueblos Ranch. Hmm. They just photoshopped over it. And then, uh, oddly enough, Mike's out there with the skate park right now, you know, some 20 years later, he has this park out there. Uh, but yeah, to tie into the ranch vibe of my theme, it's like, oh, hey, I have a horseshoe pit. And Johnny's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> let's go film yeah it ties oh, in perfectly it ties in kind of perfect yeah so. so did you get to pick out the ranch theme did you did they ask you like what what do you want your location to be it was kind of just what about santa rosa ranch yeah, yeah there you go you nah, know, that yeah. sounds perfect. right for like yeah, yeah. i mean you know wainwright manor or whatever it's like right, of course they're gonna know. do that you know exactly yeah. you know all right so speaking of the wainwright manor here we are Oh yeah. Uh, Danny Wainwright is skating to blue train by miles Davis. And I can't help but think of video days, you know, yeah. just hearing some jazz. I think that was yeah. a big inspiration for it. He was really into jazz at the time too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cool because the year prior, that was when the visual sound came out 94. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But they were, I feel like jazz and skateboarding was kind of one in the same there for a while. So right. It's that, that whole vibe. Did he move to the U.S. or was he just living here for extended time or just visiting? Or I could never just, figure out if he moved here or not. No, I don't think he ever did. He would he would just come. He would be out here for a little bit, and then I mean, he got a lot of footage pretty quickly for that video part. The stuff that was here in Santa Barbara and all that. Uh, yeah, probably was only here for a week or two. But yeah, like he would come out, I think, and be here in town and then like to go on tour and all that and then go back home very cool yeah, he definitely the, the dude can ollie i was just gonna say yeah. he cracks some 
some of those massive alleys in this part that he is so well known for. Yeah, right? he had the all world those variations record. over that fire hydrant, that curb yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, he, he did, did. yeah, he had world record. High yeah. alley in what February uh, two thousand, I think. I was yeah. there actually at that. Were you really? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yep. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, he's just yeah his alley. I mean, his part is cool because of the mix between California stuff and then yeah. like the UK stuff. Right. It's cool. Like, there's a couple. There's this rail that he like does like a couple of tricks on that basically goes to nowhere. Right. And it's just I'm like, man, that's the best. Like, right. Like that's you know what I mean. Like there's a it's a perfect skate spot, but it's not. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. Yeah, and I think he like, he could pop over like anything here in like the stuff in California was just like easy for him because it was like ground was so smooth. Yeah. 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 He would always say, "She's like so smooth out here in California." <laughs> he has good shifty ollies too and actually yeah. i wanted to say mike you do a really good shifty ollie it's a switch shifty ollie yeah. in your cart just yeah. it's, it's not even like a big one but it's just like it's on flat ground at lacalina yeah, yeah that's where it's at yeah it's yeah. just you just like doop. and then everybody does shifty ollies like there's a couple switch ones like it seems like most people do them in their part like yeah. go, go watch it you'll be like oh yeah there's a bunch of shifty ollies but <laughs> it was 95 i guess so <laughs> We get to see a couple uh, roller skater girls. They're behind. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> some TNA in a Paul video. That seems seems pretty wild. Some A anyway. Yeah, some A. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, line of of roller skaters going over that little spine, mm-hmm. and then he just I mean, cracks that giant yeah like method or well, I can't remember what it was. When you grab or whatever, just frontside grab. I think frontside grab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's still skating, right? I'm sure he is. I think so, yeah. A bit, yeah. Yeah. I think he may, I'm pretty sure he's still like uh, Europe, Vans Europe or some part of Europe team manager or something like that. Oh, that's right. That's what he does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Sometimes I forget he was on Powell. He's in, he was, I think his whole career is in that no pro model board phase. So he came pretty in, much. Well, no yeah. pro models, and then no, he, he left a, before. Or did he? He had a he had a pro I, board, yeah. Later on, so. with Powell, he did. He had he had a few. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess I'm just thinking like he didn't when they came out with the four boards to kind of re-establish. He was not wasn't a part of that. No, he wasn't a part of that. But he did I'm have. I want to say he wasn't technically pro yet. Oh wow! I thought he was pro. Mm, it says on the back of the box of Scenic Drive. No, he is. Yeah, he's list everybody that it says in these pros, and it's got like photographs of everybody. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. So he's listed on that as he is. All right, and at that point in time, we didn't do pro models. Right, mm-hmm. right. And when they started to release them again, it was the four of us: Cab, Mike, and Jason Ellis, and myself was the initial four. And then I don't know it. Because they're reintroducing them, they just started with the four and kind of rode that for a little bit. And then uh, Danny's came out, I mean, within probably six months or so later, I think. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was kind of like the initial four release and then his came out not too long after. So let's let's stay on that for one second, because I was always wondering what was the we all know that there was that period of a few years where they didn't they stopped doing pro boards and it was only team boards. So when they started bringing them back, 
what was the impetus for that? Do you, I mean, was it just the time was right? Was Did somebody come and say, like, I, you know, this needs to happen or I'm out of here? Like, was there something that kicked that off? Um, was it Mike coming back? You know, did he have something to do with it? No, because I think he was on PAL. I think he got on PAL before they stopped doing them. Yeah, he had a couple. They reissued, like, his elephant and the barnyard board before they axed pro models yeah when he came right. back it yeah. was just like the period of time for pal at least pro boards weren't selling right and they just also the turnover of the team was happening so and the turnover was happening yeah. so they just kind of stopped doing them and when i got on it was kind of like okay you're aware we don't do pro models i was like yeah i'm good like um mm -hmm. you know like yeah i was on acme yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. What boards were I you was writing? Pro for Acme for a month before leaving for <laughs> Pro Model. <laughs> yeah. Um, what boards yeah. were you writing though? Were, like graphic wise, which ones were they? Like the airplane ones or those ones? Like what were you? Those. Those were like out, I believe, right when I got on, but there was like other graphics kind of coming out right at that same time. So I want to say I only maybe only wrote a one or two or a couple of, uh, at the time but uh yeah the graphics were kind of changing there was like the white buffalo one i really liked that one um there was a palm tree one it was like orange you can see it in my part it's like orange with the palm tree it's like uh, uh jerry mahoney that did the cover art did the he was doing the graphics at the time yeah i don't know we had a couple logo boards for a while it was kind of always changing and at that time there was a little bit of freedom to like get a grab like there was a one of the long boards that pal did with this it was like a hawaiian like there was an aloha girl or something i think i don't know if it said aloha or not but like it was a one of their longboard graphics i would get that on of my shape that i was right nice. it's just like a so i had that longboard so yeah <laughs> um so getting back to like doing pro models was that i mean was that do you think that was something that was you know i think because I, 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 I and i i don't mean to you know, speculate but it's like it, it would seem that that would be a turnoff to potential possibly a turnoff to potential pro riders to know that they're not getting a pro board that they might get some well we, yeah i mean we didn't really add too many people during that period like once i got on it was mm -hmm. like we you know stacy was in line to go pro towards the end that i was there but then they left to do transit but it was, I think we, you know, at the time that they stopped doing it, it was like the right decision. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, I'm not taking credit for anything, but I feel like once I got on, like they did a lot more of getting us out there. But like, you know, we started touring a lot again and we were at every contest and like Mike did a good job of like, we had a kind of a presence, even if we, you know, the, the Tampa contest that he ended up winning, like. The hockey um, jerseys, right? The hockey jerseys. He had everybody, mm -hmm. he made, you know, like he wanted to take it back to the old 80s Bones Brigade vibe where we showed up, we all wore the same shirt kind of thing. The Vancouver contest, we had a special team shirt that we wore. And so Powell was just doing a lot more focused on the team and promoting. And, yeah, you know, I think we were all fine writing the graphic, like the team boards whatever but then it just kind of started to get to a point where it's like i think even people were asking like are you ever going to do pro boards again and mm -hmm. uh we did a tour in australia at one point it was 
just the four of us. I think that may be part of why the it was the release was the four of us. Even Mike, I think in some, I think in his nine club, he mentioned how that Australia tour, he came back from that with this resurgence. And then he like went and won Tampa Am shortly after that because he was such on fire. And yeah, I think it was just kind of like, it was time. So they started reading. Yeah. Maybe there was a feeling like they had weathered the worst of the, <laughs> I think so. Post eighties, the post eighties. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, we're... and like Gershon ended up leaving just before they decided to do it, so he mm-hmm. never got one. And yeah, I think if things were on the upswing. I mean, like Larry, you know, like you said, the thought of going into a skate shop and seeing a Paul video playing a couple of years prior would have been like that wouldn't happen, right? Yeah. But you went into a skate shop and it was there was a Paul video on repeat, so I think that speaks to the maybe the overall change in in vibe that might have been happening that would lead to making that decision i don't know it was cool to see him come back though yeah definitely right. all in and in signature models are just you know like whatever they're one and the same you know right. they, they wrote the book on it right all right next up is the tour section so this is the 95 summer tour this would have been 95 summer tour. Yeah. Okay. And we already kind of talked about the ramp coming back a little bit, but we start off with ramp master Pete. Yeah. And uh, I actually, I met, I met him before, but it's kind of cool to see the process of the ramp, how it unfolds right. and how it gets uh, transported around. I want real quick. I was on a, uh, I saw ramp master Pete one time, I guess we were probably on the one-on-one I was going from San Francisco to I was going to Santa Barbara and I was in the van and somebody's like, look, a big Powell truck. And I kind of sat up and I was like, he was driving that, that same truck you see in the video. And I took yeah. some, took like three no or four photos. Yeah. This is no still problem. back in like the uh, film day. So I'll have to find those photos, but that was. Okay. Uh, so does that, does that trailer still exist with that dragon on it somewhere? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That truck. The, that I'm, truck. Well, it's the I box truck. It, yeah, yeah. I it, imagine it does. I like, yeah. I mean, it, could still be it's got a lot of miles on it so I don't yeah know. yeah uh it i believe it's was until they moved to ventura i mean it was probably parked out in the back mm-hmm. the shop that i'm in right now they used to be at the factory but then when they were moving out of the la patera lane address they found a spot here in old town galita but yeah when i would go out to the shop i would see the ramp out there and i'd see the truck out there but I know the uh, the dragon on the side was pretty faded out and everything like that, but I don't know if it's still yeah. used to this day. Just so you listeners know, Mike is currently doing this podcast from inside the Polskate <laughs> shop. He's right. We get the we got the big old uh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, they got the the milk carton. Look at that. Yep. Yeah. We're getting a we're getting a bird's eye view of the shop right now. Yeah. So is that the original? Uh, neon sign that used to kind of hang in the skate zone yeah that's the one that is the one wow crazy man was in the that old team photo on the mini ramp yeah 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 well they're black that's awesome glad to see that's still going yeah so how long was the summer tour and did did the whole team do the whole tour because i remember the 80s ones like some guys would come in and then some guys would come off they would kind of yeah it was kind of that same idea um I want to say we did basically like three months of touring and wow. we would do a couple of weeks on with a certain crew and then, you know, 
it was yeah people rotating in and out and i want to say we took a break and i'm not sure what pete did with the ramp but i think he maybe stayed out and about maybe he parked it somewhere and flew home i can't remember but uh we would take a break for the europe contest okay so we would you know come home fly back out to europe and then we get home from that and we go back out on the road for another like month basically I like that you guys all got Harley Davidson shirts to match Rampmaster Pete. That's pretty funny. So we, you know, we traveled across the country during the summer and you guys are all out in the Midwest, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. It would, there yeah. was some of the demos that would be just like blazing hot, like a hundred percent humidity. It would just be like, we'd get out of the van and just like, <gasps> we got to yeah. go skate right now. Uh, <laughs> but there was Pete in his, black levi's and his black harley shirt every single day <laughs> and uh yeah we're you know driving from destination to destination and we we're like dude how cool would it be if we like all got stopped at when you know because we'd be out on the road and you always see those harley stores yeah every truck stop yeah yeah every truck stop every like you would see like the big harley sign and it'd be like dude we got to do that sometime and then like finally it, i think that's north carolina at, uh raleigh north carolina's what's eastern his shop out there uh but, yeah reggie barnes he has a shop out there too i believe or he did eastern i think i think well, it was just eastern yeah but yeah we we're heading out there and uh we pretty close to our destination it was like we saw this harley sign so we all like got out and he you know he's pete's a pretty tough man so i, I want to say <laughs> he held it in but he pretty much had a tear in his eye when he saw us <laughs> off he was like <laughs> Did he yeah. ever try to skate? Did you ever see him? Oh, like, no, I don't think so. No. Maybe. No. I mean, he was the guy that doing it in the 80s, too. So I don't know. Yeah, right. Maybe he did. He did yeah. back then. But, you know, at this time, he was always just happy to just set up. And, yeah, I think uh, it meant a lot to him that we made that effort to show our appreciation to him for what he was doing on the road. That's uh, cool. That's awesome. A little side note. An unsung hero of skateboarding, for sure. For That's sure. Cool. So I think in probably the next video you guys review, which was that strip mall heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, it focuses on Danny Wainwright and John Comer, because that's pretty much who was left on the team, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but we had done the tour for 97 and the video came out sometime after that. So a lot of us are in the background and edited out, but uh, mm -hmm. I was there when Comer's foot snapped off and we were in Corpus Christi, Texas and his, like um prosthetic foot just snapped it was like a fiberglass he had a sleeve over his foot with this fiberglass little ankle basically right in the middle of the demo his foot snaps off and everybody's like <gasps> like yeah it looks yeah. scary right. yeah. it looks like dude his foot goes rolling off and it's like oh man you know and then john the man that he is he got up on the ramp with his peg leg and dropped in and did absolutely no. <laughs> on his peg leg but later that night at the hotel room hanging out with Pete he's doing everything he can to reattach his foot like I think he literally went out and found some scrap metal like on the side of the road to like try to like re-secure it to itself you know it didn't work at the end of the day but it was like the dude was just Pete was just such a champion of like supporting us and helping us get through each and every demo nice just real quick so the uh, strip mall heroes DVD, there's a bonus like earlier cut 
on uh, there that has Mike and Charlie Wilkin. Maybe you're included in that too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting to see like a different cut in that video. Another thing I noticed. So you're at the warp tour at some point, it, you cross paths with the warp tour. That looked pretty interesting. Yeah. I was just watching it the other day and I was like, I remember like, I didn't re I saw that the ramp was there and I didn't realize we did set up the ramp. So we had an off day. It was somewhere, I think it was NASA, where's that NASA, New Jersey or something. Mm -hmm. I think we we're up in that area and we had an off day and, uh, it was like, I guess Pete set up the ramp just because we, we got in, I think maybe can't remember if cab was with us or if he was on the warp tour. I saw Caballero on a warp tour. Right. And probably 95 or 96. Right. I can't remember if he was like not it with been... us, but on the warp tour and like we connected or if that may have got him on the warp tour going forward. But like, like I said, we were always kind of in yeah. and out different weeks. And uh, yeah, that was a cool like detour off of our destination. It was like, hey, like the warp tour is happening. Like, I think we had a demo like in that same town like the next day or something like that mm -hmm. where we had just finished one and it was like, Oh, the warp tour is in town. And like, so-and-so can get us in. Like, I think, yeah, Jaya was in that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just made a stop for the day. That's great. I also like your spit take. That's like a, uh, <laughs> yeah. Take on uh, Throwback Ball's to Brigade a throwback video show. Yeah. yeah. Video show. Yeah. yeah. We all know our history, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is that Fred Gall too? Is that, that was Greg Gall. Yeah, Freddy. I was going to ask that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. I think in Atlanta, he was just down there. That was always fun too, with being on the road and like you know, every now and then somebody would be visiting that same town that we we're in doing a demo at a shop and like, yeah, you want to skate? Come on up, let's skate. Like, so that was cool to have. Yeah, because it was you know, every day with the same four or five of us on the ramp doing the same thing. Every yeah, day. it was always nice to have somebody else join the mix and have their different flair on what you could do on the mini ramp. Cause we were kind of doing our routine every day. That's yeah. Cool. I was surprised to see some of those doubles that you guys were doing. I was going to mention that. that thing. That's yeah. fucking gnarly dude. On that <laughs> tiny little thing. Like right. airing over each other and stuff. Yeah. Hey. I was going to comment. It was so <laughs> awesome. Cause I saw the tour in 88 and 89 on that ramp. And you know, it's lots of, rock and rolls and 50 50 grinds and now it's right. just like you guys are just blasting all these ollies and kickflips and everything it's like we quite, did a, one, quite a progression we did one in texas tony and willie like birdhouse guys were there tony did a 540 on it oh, oh my god. god i've seen that dude do 540s on like five foot range before. yeah yeah you know, he but, tried uh, one at savannah slamma yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. Um, so were those stuff, were those like worked out? I mean, was that stuff that was kind of spontaneous or was that stuff? It was that always guys... spontaneous, but it was like, okay, you know, the trick, we would call out the trick, but like doing doubles, it would be like kind of. Right. You go low, think, I'll go high. Like, yeah. 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 And then I don't think I ever went high. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I was always going low, doing a little fun tech grind or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was always just like, it probably stemmed from, you know, taking a run and dropping in after somebody or whatever. And then like somebody on the ramp, you know, still on the ramp kind of thing, but like, Hey, you know, you get kind of bored. You want to try something different. That's, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of, you're putting on a show for these people that came to see you skate too. So yeah, for sure. Look fun. And, but you know, so it was always funny. 
That's hilarious. Awesome. So up next, we have the Amtrak section, and that's in the Am section with Jamie Fortune, John Comer, uh, Charlie Wilkins here. Yeah. So Jamie Fortune up first with a song called Showdown by Propagandi. And we've been seeing Jamie the last few videos that we've gone through, and he's just like better and better. Like in the first video, he looks like he's like 10 years old, and now he's like an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super great. And then John Comer, who we, we mentioned, uh, sadly, he passed away in 2019. But I was watching this part. And if I didn't know he was missing a right. leg, like I wouldn't, you wouldn't even you be know. able to tell. He's just so good. Yeah. And that's, I think, pretty much the entire video parts at uh, Jeff Phillips skate park. Mm -hmm. Dallas. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we put him on, on that trip on that road on the summer tour down there on that summer tour. And it was like, we kind of got word of him. I think maybe Mike Crum mentioned, yeah, check this guy out or whatever. Maybe, I can't remember. It was, but it, it, he wasn't, I don't know if maybe even Mike V was flowing on board prior, but like it was pretty much, we skated with him and we we're just like, you gotta be kidding. Like this guy is ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. he's like way join the team. ATV. Like, yeah. Like so good. Then you throw in the fact that he's doing it on one leg mm -hmm. it's like so impressive yeah i got to see him skate every day for about two months so speaking of the warp tour i was on a warp tour or two and the bus i was traveling on he was also traveling on our bus so got to hang out with oh no way really? yeah yeah so he'd skate they had a mini ramp that he and uh, mike would skate every day so was that nice. the one you were on with like was it danforth and no that was a different that was a different, different tour one? okay yeah but uh so the, also charlie wilkins how did he come on onto powell because this is the first time we're seeing him uh in a video yeah i'm honestly i don't remember at the time okay um maybe video submission or just like yeah because he was out in boston mm -hmm. and uh could have been like a shop sponsor type thing that started i honestly don't recall how that ended up happening but mike was running the team mike mm -hmm. v was running team at the time so it'd be kind of like hey what do you think of this guy you know like i had a little bit of influence um stacy being one of them that we saw video footage of him and was like yeah let's, you know start flowing him some boards and i think maybe yeah i think even stacy was like once we got out there and skated with him in atlanta we were just like yeah like let's try to figure this out like he he made the move to santa barbara shortly after that too so it like mm -hmm. solidified his position on the team kind of thing yeah charlie and stacy seemed like a package deal kind of yeah they seem to be like good buddies yeah came good friends and all that yeah he's got good footage at that copley square in boston yeah. all that stuff like yeah super super good skateboarder yeah some good hand railing here smith grinds yeah. feeble grinds yeah definitely so next up mount caballero this is a guy that we have talked about so much on the show never a bad thing to say about caballero you can't fade the caballero no you can't. he just keeps going and going it's been it's so great to constantly see him and he's you know this is like prime time street cab but he's still atv vert street mini ramps bowls it's just so great any uh great caballero stories you could share about being on the road or teammates with caballero um i mean well, you met you may have probably met him when you were a, a youngster right <laughs> <laughs> my favorite skater mm -hmm. by far from day one my dad 
when Bones Brigade video show, my dad borrowed a Betamax video player and brought home this VCR. This is before we had our own, you know, it was early 80s. So it was like for you to have your own VCR in the house was you were living mm-hmm. large. Kind yeah, of thing. Rich. It was a new it was the new thing to have. My dad borrowed one from Powell so that he could bring it home the video home for us to see it. So it was the first time seeing the video and cab stood out in that video even then and then uh you know animal chin after you know even future primitive and animal chin like it was always cab was always my favorite like there was all those everybody was loved tony hawk but i always loved cab lance as well lance always made skateboarding look so fun and uh but cab style and his tricks were always like the guy that like i wanted to emulate with the crooked neck remember like you said (laughs) um so to have like i mean even with mike too is like when uh public domain came out and seeing his part was like i was raised on pal videos like i said earlier too is like to be sponsored on the same team and i had met them prior in my professional career at contests and stuff like that so just being at a contest and getting to skate with cab and mike v was an honor in itself skating with tony hawk and everything but then once it like became real that like basically the first week that I get on the team, we did a road trip to go up to Cab's house. And here I am spending the night over at my childhood idol's house. So it was like mind blowing. And even from that first week all the way through, even to this day, when we comment on something on Instagram and he comments back, it's like, whoa, that's that's Steve Keller. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Cab. Awesome. No joke. It's an awesome feeling in that. Um, but yeah, just like to be able to, be on the road and have conversations with the guy and yeah interesting just in itself just is that was you playing i can't remember who is he playing chess was that you playing chess with me he got your queen yeah i was like i don't even know how to play chess so (laughs) (laughs) he was he was always up for the challenge to play chess with anybody and anybody willing to play him and it's like yeah sure i started Mm -hmm. to learn a little bit but like yeah that was no match for him by far I should say I let him win. Yeah, there you go. Chess <laughs> actually was making an appearance in skateboard videos at that time too. Like Solomon really liked him yeah. a lot. Well, it was him and Solomon making yeah, was, that happen. Like, all like, those guys, like everybody, you're like, why is everyone playing chess? But right. It's funny how that works. Yeah. So that never caught on though, that trend with, you know, skateboarders worldwide. No, not really. No. It's too bad. Yeah, it's too I, I used to, dude. I used to play a lot of chess, and I don't remember how to play it now. I mean, I, I I would remember if you reminded me, but like, there's some moves that I'm like, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I know which what piece does what, but yeah, um, yeah, I have no strategy or anything like that. So it's like, yeah. you should organize a chess tournament. There we go. Just the new battle of the barracks will be. Yeah. That's <laughs> match. Is that actually the dinosaur? Loop? Sorry, Larry. The Sorry. dinosaur that's at the beginning of Mount Caballero. Is that the peewee dino, like the dino? I was wondering that, yeah. I have a feeling, yeah, I saw that the other day. I, I have a feeling it probably is, because yeah. I don't know any other dinosaur. Yeah, I've been there before, and, and I'm like, I think that's it. But I think I it's know. it. it they out paint out. it, they constantly paint it different. They just painted it peewee, peewee actually. They yeah. did. Oh, they, yeah. uh, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about that on our previous episode. Oh, nice. All right, other cab, uh, he's got great lines through the schoolyard so was it a trip to see caballero skating like street that hard at that point in time like having grown up watching him 
you know, kind of as a more of kind of a vert dude, like, cause he, he's not like shitty. It, you know, he wasn't like half-assing it. Like he was no there doing it like as good yeah. as anybody else, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it was in the moment. It was just awesome. Cause what he's, how old is he now? Is 55, 56, which was I'm not sure. He's probably he's, in his mid twenties here or something, but I would think 25, 27, something like that at this point. Right. Maybe older. Right. So yeah. Or yeah. Like somewhere in like, cause I, I was 20. So if I'm 48 now. So I think he might be, yeah, he was all, he's probably about is almost 30 somewhere in that range. And yeah, to think back then that he was pushing that hard was like kind of crazy, but like now it's pretty common, but uh, yeah, it, it was just, it came natural to like, that was just cap charging right. at the time because Vert was pretty pretty much dead, and he, you know, when he got to skate Vert, he was excited because there was no Vert ramps to skate. So like mm-hmm. the Warp Tour, like he was stoked to be able to get on the ramp and all that. But um, for the most part, him skating mini ramp and street, that was just what he was doing at the time. So yeah, he was just killing it, and it was inspiring to yeah be around that. It doesn't need to be said, but amongst this group, but. He's probably one of the top five best skateboarders of all time. Without doubt. Because yeah. multiple decades, multiple yeah. generations. Like you just yeah. sometimes you, when you really stop and think about it, you're like, wow. Like right. that's that's super impressive. Right. You know? So yeah, I think on the show we've called them the greatest all around, like every type of terrain skateboarder there is. Right. Yep. For sure. I mean, there's some others that get close, but in my mind. He's he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I know when I worked for Vans like all those years, like I would spend time with him too. And just just a really nice, nice person. Right. Just welcoming, bringing everybody in, like, you know, along with being a great skateboarder. But we we said this before, but he just he seems to be one of those people that is just naturally good at at everything. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he 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 can skate, like he can adapt to anything on a skateboard. He's and he's he's like started his art career super late and he got really good god he got so good so fast i remember watching him post stuff and it was like oh that's pretty good and then like a year later you're like holy shit he's like ed roth now or something you know he's just and he's just he's got it. Musician. You know, music yeah. music stuff yeah. he's great he's a self-taught musician and he's great you know he's great at that and it's just like he's just good at everything man like yeah. there's some people that are like jack of all trades master of none he's like the opposite of that he's like master of all trades yeah. And that's it. Well, skateboarding would look a lot different if Steve Caballero wasn't in it. You Definitely. Know? For sure. From from style to tricks to music to everything. Like, you mm-hmm. know, skate rock. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Skate rock. It, it would just look, yeah. Right. It would look so different. Yeah. All right. Next up is the alternate route section. Is this a proper am section or are these considered flow guys or Am I thinking too hard about it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it was basically the flow guys. Okay. At the time, they were considered flow. I think a few of them shortly after turned to actual AMs. Okay. So here we have uh, Johnny Oliver, Frank Atwater, Sammy Baptista. And uh, he skates that triple set that the SB boys skate in public domain with like the you know, the, like that's three or four or five stairs. Like I think it's at the college in Santa Barbara, Yeah, yeah. which I thought that was cool to see that. 
uh, Michael Halloway, Matt Eversall, and here's where we see uh, Stacy Lowry too. Yeah, that Stacy was low at the time. Mm -hmm. And then uh... he gets some smooches at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I always thought Frank Atwater was like one of the best pool skaters too. Like, is, yeah, I was. That, dude, that dude's gnarly, man. He was Super so gnarly. gnarly. Yeah. yeah, like Blockhead. Yeah, I knew him from Blockhead, so I was kind of surprised to see him here. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, he's a Ventura local dude that um, you know, it's just thirty minutes south of us here. So yeah, I think he was kind of like on flow because I want to say Johnny being kind of on the flow team as well and just like the connections with pal and not too far away ventura we he was getting stuff at the time but um mm -hmm. yeah he was definitely like more i, re, I always recall just the blockhead days with frank atwater and a few of those guys yeah johnny's ripping he does that uh 360 flip at the skate <laughs> zone on a lot like a long board like a double flip even yeah something crazy like that and i think that's the board he's riding when he ollies the yeah old yeah he's like uh, yeah that was kind of a fun thing was being next to the factory here is like uh chris iverson in research and development he you know you could go down there and just shape a board and get it done however you wanted i remember even so coming up before i got my first sponsor was dogtown in 91 and prior to that i was skating with frankie like daily um i was a freshman in high school Frankie was a senior and we both went to Dos Pueblos where he did that massive ollie down the, the mountain there. But the skate zone was outside. It was set up for like they had AM meetings. They would have the whole AM team show up and have a weekend skating and they all, all the ramps set up outside. And so I was always getting to go skate that stuff because my dad connection and the connection with Frankie, I was just kind of tagging along with him and, uh, it kind of started to get to the point where I was getting better, but I wasn't quite like ready to get sponsored at the time. And, you know, I had a relationship with Todd Hastings, who was team manager because of Frankie. I was always, you know, getting stuff kind of kicked down like, oh, hey, Mike, you want a board here? You know, he would flow me a board. But then at one point, I remember him like basically like, hey, Chris Iverson, want some feedback on some product or whatever so can you go down and get something he's got something set up you can go get some i think there were rails or something like that at the time but surely it kind of turned into i just started getting boards from chris iverson and this is like mike Vallely's the pig board came out on world industries and i saw like these other boards that were like almost twin tail boards coming out so i had kind of hit up Chris Iverson about like, hey, like, can we like shape a board? And like, I, you know, unsponsored kid in high school, I started like, I had to like my own shape, like experimental uh -huh. shape coming out of the factory there for a bit. I probably had three or four of them, whatever, but isn't like kind of shortly after that, I ended up getting sponsored by Dogtown and all that. And it was like the opportunity to drive for Dogtown came up. So I was like, I jumped on it and it's pretty much why I never got on PAL from the get-go because I was kind of too close to it mm -hmm. to be, you know, it was like that little yeah. kid that just hung out there. So um, did they do anything with that shape that didn't become that parallel no. or that's like that? No, this kick. was, no, this was, oh, that, that one, the, the sperm the, board, the sperm, the sperm board. board. Yeah. yeah. That was, you know, that was, I think that was, that was a little bit 
a little later, maybe little earlier. Later. I don't know. I think it was later. All right. I think I was doing my board with Chris a little later. Willander had already left at that point. This is when, or no, wasn't that, that was Willander's last board, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then he was working there too, right before Birdhouse. Yeah. Right? So yeah. once the skate zone moved inside, I think that was his last board. I remember that coming out. And I think that probably was part of the inspiration for the shape that I was writing, but it was, I had like a, a little bit more fuller, a little bigger, because his was like cross between a regular street board and a yeah, it was board, kind of shorter. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like more of a full size board, bigger nose, whatever. So sidetrack. Sorry. It's all right. No, it's good. We love the sidetracks. All right. Next up, Ellis Island. Here's Jason Ellis. His, uh, powell debut here and in a way when i was watching this yesterday i would call it the opposite vert button where i was just like oh this is just so refreshing to see like a fully dedicated vert part at, at this point in time it was like kind of um it's like to see that but it's kind of a short part too yeah do you know how he came onto powell i probably i feel like i had a little hand in that because when i lived in costa mesa he ended up on my couch for quite a while he okay was kind of getting stuff from element and I got on Powell and I think like shortly after it was kind of like Mike was like, he felt like he was putting a team together and he wanted like that Vert guy presence, mm -hmm. even though Vert was like dead, there was still like Tampa pro Vert was, you know, Vert was amazing at that time, but it was dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, very few doing stuff that, that really. was going down was, you know, like changed skateboarding entirely. I feel like as far as, the tricks that they were like started doing with the flip tricks and all that but like as far as the popularity it had died but uh there was still kind of that need to have that vert guy on the team and it was kind of like i don't think i suggested jason i think it was already on mike's radar but like like i said before is like mike and i were hanging out quite a bit so it was like kind of like a no-brainer like hey what do you think about jason well dude yeah he's awesome like we ended up when we would go on tour and stuff and like in Europe, we were like the roommates all the time. It was either me and Danny Wainwright or uh, Jason Ellis kind of road buddies. I don't think I realized it, but he, he reminds me of Grosso so much yeah. in that. Like he's right. so powerful. Yeah. I mean, you knew that then, but then you're like, wow. Right. I think that was a huge influence on him for sure. He, he makes a cameo in my part as well. Street Ellis. Is yeah, that I was going to ask that kickflip, right? The, yeah. Yeah. That's why that I, thought, I forgot of, uh, to ask that earlier. That was one right. of my questions too. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because we were like like best friends at the time. So it was like that was outside of a train station in England. And we found this little bank hip and it was hard to skate. Like that was like the 180 like nose pick thing that I got it was like kind of hard to get. And like Ellis of all people just throws out this kickflip back D. It took him a little while. He took some good slams, I remember, but it was like. Hey, let's put that in my part. Street Ellis. Like, Street Ellis, I love it. Yeah. Glad That's you answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched the so told my wife that I'm going on this podcast. And uh she's like, What? What's this video? And I was like, so we watched the video with my kids and they'd never like, seen it. Your family had never seen it before. They've seen other stuff for some reason. They have never I I know my wife's seen that video part. Like we've been together 12 years. She had to have seen it, she had seen you know, that. a while ago, but like my kids have seen Sleepy. They've seen uh, other video parts stuff, but I don't think they've watched this one. And mm -hmm. just watching it myself, I was like, oh, yeah, 
We're definitely going to be talking about street elements. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of my questions. I had it written down. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, I meant to ask before too, because <laughs> yeah. it goes so fast, and you're like, "Wait, that who was but, that?" You know, like yeah, because yeah, it doesn't say his name or whatever. The regular foot guy, and yeah. All right, last part goes to Gershon Mosley, and he's at the Mosley Heights. And yeah. the the CGI sign's not working for me. That one looked that one looked too fake. Everything else I bought, but this one, man, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty bad. And he's skating to Crazy Maze by Desiree, which yeah. this I can't remember what he skated to in uh, Suburban Diners, but that seemed like an remember. odd. This is like another odd one, but maybe this is just. And I was like, I think I like this song. I've never heard it before. I don't know anything about it, but uh, I was feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, okay, this is yeah. what you're gonna. Okay, yeah. and, but you know, it works. Like, but that was you know at the time, we put in what we were into. Mm -hmm. It was like, whatever vibe you're feeling. Like he would skate. I feel like he skated with the Walkman or something sometimes. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And he's so there's hardly any kind of like single stationary tricks. It's like he's moving. It's like all lines. It's like super great. And this is where I picked up on the uh, the cross dissolves too. By the time I was just like, wow, they're really going for it with these cross dissolves. And then it turned out to be the entire video. But yeah, this is way better. Well, I don't know, way better. But you can just see the the progression since the year before already. It's just like just keeps going and going. It's. The, the, the transportation or whatever you would call that the lines it's just so good yeah he was definitely like he was working hard like we would i mean we were on tour and it would be you know a couple hour demos each day driving for hours on end too and then like getting to a hotel we would check into the hotel i would be spent myself i like you know most of us wouldn't want to go skate but he would be out in the hotel parking lot working on flat ground tricks wow wow and it's like, chill out. <laughs> what <laughs> are you doing, sleep, Sean? Yeah. Like, Don't you ever stop? It's like, oh man, there's I found this thing outside. Like, you should go skate it. <laughs> like, um, and he like, so long. He's got so many tricks. It's just yeah. part on. And he was always over skating that mini ramp. Like he would kind of like do his thing and be over it. And he would always be wanting to try to like hook up and go street skating. Yeah, like he's a mini ramp champ man oh he yeah he's incredible he does that tray flip mute grab yeah. i think to fakie yeah, but no. it's like chest high it's like super yeah, crazy yeah and it's no. so fast he's like just, yeah. yeah he was incredible yeah and so he left this this was it for him with with paul right there was this no was other. it um yeah. i feel like he left not too long after not oh no it was probably about it almost a year later i, I remember okay yeah I think it was the following year or maybe, no, I think, don't remember exactly. We were supposed to go to China together and uh, no, it was 97. It was, we were supposed to go to China. He ended up just like not wanting to go and I think he maybe even, yeah, I, did, I forget exactly what happened, but that was kind of like the last draw. He backed out of going to China kind of last minute. I kind of backed out and then... That's when Mike ended up going with Stacy and Charlie. And they like took, uh, what's his name, a photographer, and they got an article like in Transworld. It was supposed to be just me and Gershon for like mm -hmm. a couple, for like a week. And then, okay, you guys are going to go. So they like got a photographer from Transworld to go with them and turned it into a full article. And then uh, pretty much came back from that 
and transit started after that. <laughs> oh, wow. I think they kind of compromised, like they like kind of formulated this idea. And yeah, not too long after that, like I was gone and then uh, they were gone like a month after I was gone after that summer tour. So you said you passed on that trip to China too? Yeah. It was just was like, that, was that, that like, was, it was 97 tour and it was like, it had already been on tour for like a couple of weeks and it was already looking at like more touring on the ramp and then Europe and then more tour. And it was like, I, it was, yeah, I don't know. At the time, Gershon and I weren't really like hitting it off as friends. So it was like, kind of like, uh, you know, we actually became better friends after he was off panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got on, he did the human with uh, Andy McDonald. He was on that after Powell. That's right. And Andy Mack. He, yeah, he, uh, I want to say his personality was a totally different person after he left Powell. Hmm. Like, he was like, we just kind of, I mean, we got along. There was no like altercations or anything like that, but it was just like, I think we were just like, like I said, like I was a guy that wanted to go hang out at the hotel room and just rest and he was the guy that was like let's go skate come on like there's got to be something in this town to skate like and so we had kind of different ideas at times and yeah and then like at that point in time it was like doing a lot of touring right now and i don't know if i want to go to china for <laughs> yeah a week with gershon like we're not like you know and then like it's like all right you don't want to go like mm -hmm. mike took over on that trip and it turned into like i was like shoot if i knew you guys were going to go and turn it into a article and trans world article yeah, yeah. you know i would have been down <laughs> hindsight hindsight yeah all right so after gershaw we just have the credits cut to ghost town by the specials and it's kind of got that classic uh credits you know outtakes and b-rolls and shenanigans and funny stuff all cross dissolved <laughs> all cross dissolved. <laughs> yeah and then that's it that's the video I would say that's uh, Johnny Oliver, the specials, uh, that song that's he's uh Carpinteria here in Santa Barbara area is like a very uh, ska oriented. They have the band, the upbeat came out of this town and all that. So it was like mm -hmm. for him to be like, that was like his, his signature on the video that he edited, I would say nice. <laughs> as far as the music goes. Put a stamp at the end. Yeah. He put a stamp on the end with that song. All right. Any final thoughts on the, the video in general? from everybody it was a great time just that whole era of skateboarding for myself and i feel like for a lot of people um we we're all in our early 20s I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah it yeah. was just it's a classic i really do i think it's a classic that people often forget about and then yeah. conversations that i've had with people about it they're like oh yeah one it was such yeah, a good video yeah yeah it's funny because like i look back at my skate career and I'm not really proud of any video part as far as like, really, I never really That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I never really feel like I worked for a video part. Like mm -hmm. all my video parts, like were just pulled together your footage. And, uh, my, even my sleepy part was like when the boards came out and they decided they wanted to release a video with each board cab came out first and he had this like 10 minute long documentary. And I thought for sure they were going to release Mike's board next. But then they like turned to me and like, you got your video done yet? I'm like, uh, no, but I can get on it. Like, but I'm looking at cabs, like 10 minute long video. And it's like, that's what I got to live up to. 
So they had you that you, it was up to you to make your own video for that thing. Yeah, we um, we actually edited it at uh, 411. Josh uh, Freeberg uh, helped okay. do all the editing for, I think, each one of them. Um, but yeah, I got to go in. I used Jamiroquai because that was something that I could get the rights to. Mm. Because my 411 profile, I used Jamiroquai because I was kind of oh. I was kind of into Jamiroquai. I'd heard it through, um, I feel like even Danny Wainwright being in Europe and everything. And then... Uh, it was like doing my profile for 401. It's like, oh, we can get the rights for this. Jamiroquai, cool, let's use it. And then coming back to do the video for my board, it was like, well, got the, like going through a catalog of stuff. I'm like, I'm not using that. I don't even know what this is. Cause they would like give you like artists, but like you couldn't get their like original stuff. You had to get like their new ones. Like if you wanted to, you know, I don't know a Neil Young song. It would be like his latest album. <laughs> it's like you don't interesting. Um, so so Paul yeah. was paying for music licensing then at this point. Um, well, because we were editing it through four hundred one. Oh, see. they had a catalog they could kind of choose from. I got they you. wouldn't let it be released if ah, they, would, they put their name on the yeah. credits, and because it was edited there, it had to be that approved, makes sense, I believe. But that's basically why I used Jamiroquai. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like scrounged to get my footage together to make it a longer part than it necessarily was, I feel like, or mm -hmm. what I would have wanted it to be. And then Mike's board came out next and he did like pretty similar video part where it was just like two minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kind of like put it together real quick. But yeah, like, I mean, looking back, I get so many comments of, oh yeah, Steely Dan and like they love the music and like the part and it's like. I was never, I never felt like I like really filmed for that part. It was mm -hmm. just like, but at sort the same time, it was like having, that was me having fun on my skateboard with my friends usually there. And we got something that day on film. Dude, that, your part is sick. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, right. I'm not just saying that, like it's. But at the same time, it was like, I was starting to get into skating handrails a little bit, but it was like that era of handrails was coming in and mm -hmm. yeah, like, I don't know. Not really my vibe to begin with to flip in and flip out stuff. So <laughs> I got the one two punch. It was like Mike V and then you, and it was like, yeah. it was perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Started Definitely. off super strong. Yeah, it did. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for Scenic Drive. Thank you so much to Mike and Jay for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. There go Mike and Jay back to the Bones Brigade audio show green room to enjoy that sweet, sweet catering we had shipped in. This is why people do this show, man. Yeah. You know, the they've heard. They've heard that we, we roll out the red carpet like that. You know? Yeah, there's some nice perks to being on the show. Yeah, dude. We got some wasabi almonds in there this week. Oh, wow. I didn't see those. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> good stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, that, was, right. that was, man, that was awesome, dude. Yeah. Big thanks to Mike and Jay. Absolutely. Well, Larry, I think, I think, I think we all know what time it is, right? And now. The Bones Brigade Audio Show Mailbag. All right, here we are. Mailbag. The All mailbag. Right. Our 40th, not our 40th mailbag, but our 38th mailbag. When yeah, did we roll I think mailbag so. out? Episode three? Episode two. I think we kicked two? it off right away, but I can recall one that we, we didn't do it for some reason. I don't remember why. Maybe that episode was too long. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, was, some, there was one yeah. we didn't do it. Yeah. So 38. 38 mailbags. This is the best one by far. 
I'm going to just call it right now. Okay. But before we do that, we got to give a special shout out to, uh, we have a few people that uh, donated to us for our little bias of coffee. Yes. Our little, yes. Uh, our little fundy, fundy, fundy thing. A where little, you can uh, help support the show kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to, uh, to Tony K, to Jeffrey K, to Scott R, Daniel E. And then we had an anonymous uh, tipper. Anonymous but, tipper. Uh, yeah. It's not expected or or uh, or anything like that, but it's very much appreciated. So thank you all. Uh, thank for you. Donating. Yeah, thank you guys. It goes a long way, you know. It does. It helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of stuff that we, you know, we have plans for ambitions beyond, you know, just the normal expenses. So all that really does help. So thank you so much for everybody to everybody for doing that for kicking in. And if you'd like to help support our little show. You can uh, check out our Buy Me a Coffee. That direct link will be right here in the show notes for this episode or any previous. Uh, or you can visit our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com slash support. Perfect. And, uh, if you're feeling like it, please do. Wow. Yeah, so, that was great. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, definitely, dude. So into the mailbag. We're going to go into uh, Greg S. Uh, he writes us an email and he says, Hey guys, love the podcast. I've binged the show nonstop for the last two days and I'm just finishing episode seven. Nice. I've got a question I hope you can help me with. Back when I first started skating, I had a board. I got third or fourth hand off a friend. I was told it was a GNS, but the design had been completely sanded off. I love that board and years later I found the size totem deck. It was exactly the same, but mine had the raised kick style nose. All the totem decks I've seen have the flat nose. Do you know if the totem deck was ever released with the kick nose? Also, I write a podcast review blog, and the show will be appearing on there in the next week or two. Thanks for the memories, guys. You rule. Thank you, Greg. You rule. Yeah, um, thanks, Greg. Very much. Yeah. So first off, um, I do believe this is like this is all for you, dude. This is like this, this is, question about this board's right up your alley. Yeah, well, I mean, the, so in '89, if I remember right, was kind of when they started doing the the spoon nose and the kick nose versions of of decks, right? Mm -hmm. It was around that time, and yeah. I definitely remember um, the cab band this dragon having two different nose options. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, the Ray Barbie, I know definitely did. The Ray Barbie had that spoon nose, which was the flat, and then the kick nose. And I believe I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the size, I can tell you right now that the Steve size board that they have out now is very different concave wise than either the spoon nose or the kick nose OG. Okay. It's, it's way mellower. All right. Um, but yes, I, I believe so. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to go to like to my grave saying it, but I'm pretty sure that the size had the spoon nose and the kick nose options. And the yeah, mini. I think, yeah, yeah, when the Barbie and the size came out, they were like those spoon nose. And then, you know, I don't know, six months, a year later, you know, the decks were changing and everyone was doing yeah. the up, upturned nose and they just, mm -hmm. they just gave them a Turn kick them nose. Yeah. yeah. So it's very possible that what you had was a uh, sanded down Steve size. I feel like that was a very, I don't know, who knows? Probably was. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty boilerplate shape for that time. I feel like um, it's my favorite shape of all time. I'm not talking shit. I love that classic Powell 89, like fish bomb mm -hmm. thing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, that hopefully that answers your question. Um, yeah. Thanks for writing in. 
and uh, look forward to seeing your your podcast review. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Very cool. So then we go to Scott R. and he writes, "Hey guys, love the latest episodes. Amazing to see you start going deep into the skate TV stuff." As I was heading off to college and skateboarding, I took a small backseat as my college fun driving a car, girls, and alcohol took over for a few years. Luckily, there was a small skate crew in Ithaca, New York, went to Ithaca College, and on the top floor of the barn of a barn house was a mini ramp, which was super gnarly because every time someone rode it, the whole structure shook. Oh, wow. We thought it was going to come down with us in it. I'm heading out to California for some R&R with my wife and skating next week after a grueling summer at camp. Planning to hit San Diego area along with LA, Venice, Santa Monica. On the Paul Peralta front, Juice Magazine is having an event and VCJ is going to be there and they're screening bandness. I'm going to try to attend and if I do so, I will send pics. One yeah. more thing, I have never had a cup of coffee in my life either. So Larry, you're not alone. Oh, wow. There's two weirdos out there. Yeah, Thanks that was again a... for all you do and keep searching for coffee. I mean, shit. <laughs> so thanks, Scott. Right. Yeah, thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people freaked out about that coffee thing. But if it's Scott, if you're if you're hearing this in time, if you're in San Diego and you're going up to LA, you should stop in at uh, McGill's uh, skate shop in Encinitas. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah Mike might sure. even be in there assembling yeah. a complete or trying mm -hmm. on someone's shoes or something. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen some video of uh, I guess the barn ramp thing was definitely like a that was a thing. You know, I've seen I've seen lots of. Uh, video and footage of various barn ramps and they were always in the upper upper level of a barn so but like a two-story barn and you have a ramp like at the on the top floor yeah and i isn't and that I was, clip in what is it eight where they the guys are playing yeah. skate hockey up on the flat yeah. bottom of a ramp in a yeah. barn somewhere yeah yeah i feel like that was a thing i especially in in the midwest and in the upper upper midwest and you know the milwaukee's and the great lakes regions were just you know six seven eight months of the year you were just snowed in or whatever yeah so that's awesome man i can yeah. imagine how that would be sketchy um jeffrey k writes you guys rule the history and guests are so enjoyable but you guys are the stars of the show oh wow <laughs> we're the stars my 21 year old son grew up watching my bones brigade videos and digs the show too my favorite part of the show is that it seems to never end after you unearth every fact and great memory, you ask the guests for more and they find more. Then they leave and you keep going and then the music keeps going. I love it. Nice. <laughs> so thank you, Jeffrey. Man, I'm glad. So I'm glad that that I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, our, our, our show, I mean, you know, definitely like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? People's, uh, what do you call it? Attention spans. Attention spans are definitely like, you know that our show can put those things to the test i feel like you know yeah some, some they get a little long sometimes yeah but... and i don't think my kids can watch anything that's more than 30 seconds no dude definitely yeah no. so um but that's awesome man thank you so much uh we love to hear stuff like that and definitely, uh, definitely that's what we do so appreciate it and then we're gonna wrap up we got daniel e and he writes hey matt and larry greetings from vienna austria I really enjoy the Bones Brigade audio show. You're doing such a great job. I love your positive vibes and camaraderie. Uh, that's that's cool. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I actually yeah. hate Larry. I don't know if you know that. I don't <laughs> There's like There's some him behind the scenes. This is I'm, I'm getting yeah. paid, you know, and so I put up with him. Um, if you're ever in Euroland, 
I'm just kidding. I love Larry. If you're ever in Euroland, hit me up. By the way, I saw the Bones Brigade on one of their tours back then. It was at a big tent-like music venue in Vienna, but all I remember was Rodney Mullen doing his own little freestyle demo outside in the parking lot. It was mind-blowing. Public Domain is also my favorite Paul video. I got it for Christmas around 89 or 90. Anyway, keep up the good work. Best, Daniel. So thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. And dude, I mean, who hasn't? I have never seen Rodney. I'll tell you, I, I've, seen, I've said this before. I saw Per Wellander do a demo and it was mind-blowing. So I can't even imagine what it would be like to have actually seen Rodney do a demo in person. Yeah, I don't think I have. I saw Kevin Harris for sure. I think that might be the only freestyle demo I've seen. It was incredible, dude, just to see that thing, to see that live. Mm -hmm. God, it was great, man. Yeah. So great. In fact, I took my kids. That was at a mall. It's been completely renovated. But I took my kids there a couple of weeks ago for something. And... uh you can't even, it's incomprehensible to try. You couldn't even figure out where that happened. But I just remember I told my daughter, I was like, I saw somewhere in this mall, I saw like the most amazing skateboarding demo. And we were actually there buying her vans because she was like, I want some vans. I'm like, all right, sweet. So we went to the van store and I'm like, it's probably right around here. Para Wellander did this amazing demo on That's this awesome. crappy, like glazed brick surface that they uh -huh. had. They had these little, you know, those little kind of public seating, brick seating areas. And it was kind of yeah. one of those. Wow. And uh, yeah, this this really crappy, rough, clickety, clickety, clickety surface. But it was like this smooth glazed brick. And he, he was probably just ripping, right? Beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was killing it, dude. He did not. Yeah, it didn't care. So it was awesome. That is well, cool. uh, Daniel, thank you, dude, for writing in. Appreciate it. Um, it's amazing to get uh, any kind of, uh, you know, correspondence from anybody. But when you hear about people writing in from austria and places like that yeah, it's wild incredible so thank you so much Super and cool. uh that that is it for the mailbag this week thank you all, all right wow yeah thanks everybody so check this out i want everyone to go watch scenic drive and then uh share your thoughts and feelings about it send us an email the best way to do that is to go to our website at thebonesbrigadeaudioshow.com click on the contact page and send us an email through there or hit us with a dm on instagram it all works so that's about it yeah go follow mike santa rosa go follow street canoe yeah Jake croft yeah make sure you're following those guys on instagram scenic drive is on youtube but i believe it's kind of chopped up i don't know if there's one single upload of that video on youtube i'm not sure either i can't even remember what i watched for this episode i, I watched must it on be. dvd Okay, I maybe I did I think, too. I think it's kind of caught up. So if okay. you're watching, part if you're gonna watch part. it on YouTube, you might need to kind of do some piecing it together. Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but or do this. This is even better. Go to skateone.com, yeah, pop down $9.99, get their digital download, yep. and uh tell them we sent you. There it is. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that'll be perfect. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Matt, are you all set? I'm good, man. That was awesome. Yeah, super Another stoked. one in the bag. Yeah, episode 40 come to 40. an end. 40. But we will be back soon with another episode. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for Chin. Have a great night.
this place.